We at Good Cop, Bad Cop are extremely sad to report the passing of superstar Billy Graham at the age of 79. He is a man who was the blueprint for so many wrestlers who came through. He he was the person who trained Hulk Hogan, um, Ric Flair, Jesse Ventura, Scott Steiner. And he was the poster boy for what would become professional wrestling in many ways he was the first ever superstar he will go down in history as being the man who ended Bruno San Martino's legendary championship reign he will go down in history as being in the WWE Hall of Fame he will also go down in history as being possibly the greatest of all time Thank you, Superstar. Rest in peace. Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. Hi, right, welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 237. As always with me in the Good Cop studio, I have the new voice of British wrestling, the magnificent one, uh, Chris Matlander. How's it going, buddy? Hi. You could be way worse. Um, I actually had to turn a job down, Graham, tomorrow, actually. I, I had the chance to ring announce tomorrow, but it's <gasps> too short notice. What? What do you mean, too short notice? Well, it... Are you working tomorrow? No, but I had 24 hours notice and I've already got something planned. Okay, that could have been cancelled. Where, where is it? Oh, oh, is that too specific? Sorry, don't tell us where it is. How far away is it? Let me ask It that. would have been an hour and a half from the train. And you didn't cancel the other thing immediately? Wow. I couldn't, Graham. <laughs> Family. You married again or something? That's Family things thing. come first, Graham, sometimes. Okay. Plus, I'd pay my own expenses. I had paid my own expenses okay. and I didn't get paid for it. So you got the ring announced. Is that uh, opportunity ever going to come again? Probably. Uh, I hope so. You're going to be pissed. Probably. This I, be work, like... I work for a wrestling company. I dare, I I dare say what happened. You're on the commentary thing there. So, like, Jackson is seriously regretting now not chopping that wrestler when he had a chance, like, three and a half years ago at MCW. Like, the wrestler comes up to him. He's got the other wrestler's arms pinned. So he's like, chop him. And he's like, no, no, no. Now he's regretting not doing that. This could be the same thing. On he'll, he'll get the chance to do that. Okay, all right, we'll see. All right, I said normally I say you only get 90 seconds. We got a guest for three weeks in a row, Matt. Holy crap, we're actually starting we're to. We're doing right. We do. I, I, have... I have an introduction for him as well. Well, well go ahead, Graham. As well. uh, the original host of the uh, Blade Job show, uh, hashtag the seven. And um, we got Nishadora with us today. How are you doing, Ryan? You know, after all of these years. All of these years, there's no show at the end of the goddamn name. It's just the Blade Job. There was never the Blade Job show, except for my Twitter handle, because some assholes took the Blade Job and then never used it. <laughs> I'm quite sure it was the Blade Job show. Really? Never. Never. <laughs> Once. We've had this conversation I, I four or five that. times. Oh, my God. Well, that shows you how much attention I pay. Wow. Isn't that I'm trying to think what it's called. The Mandela effect, I guess. I, I could have sworn. I would have bet my house on it being called the Blade Job Show. Yeah, never. Not once. 
I don't know if that's because I used to... You, I'm going to say your podcast, it was used to be like a YouTube thing. Well, it didn't have to be, but I wonder if I'm thinking it's show just because it was on YouTube. I wonder if that's where I made that connection from. That's all Melissa's fault. Yeah, all right. We, we can blame her. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, how you, how you been, buddy? It's been a long time. Hi. Had you on the show for forever. It must have been about a year, I think. Uh, yeah, no, it was definitely last season. Yeah, it was last January. No, he came off my birthday, didn't he? I didn't request him for my birthday last year. Really? No, I feel like a piece of shit. Oh, that was the year before. Oh, okay. I probably didn't because I know we. Oh, yeah, because we had you on like three episodes in a row. Matt was, I don't know, doing. Something. I was in Florida. Yeah, that's right. He was visit visiting his buddy Ron. Ron. Yeah, the Santos. He's making a political joke. He doesn't and, know who the government. And is, mute. Uh, so he's having control of, over his over his voice this time. He tries so hard. He tries so hard to get under your skin, but he, he fails because he, he, he makes references. Try hard at all he knew he knew that pissed me off. Ron DeSantis is the biggest piece of shit I've ever had the the misfortune to acknowledge exists on this planet. He had some interesting uh, legislation this week as well, just to piss off more people as well. And they lost a billion dollars worth of investment from Disney because of it. He did, yeah. Anyway, not to get too political. No, let's not do that, Graham. Because and, you know, and, and, to to just just and and now for something completely different. And this is normally where we get our guests to promote stuff. Are you doing any streaming at all since we last? I'm time? doing absolutely nothing, as we just spoke before. Before we started recording, I am still fighting with my doctors to figure out how they can fix me. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of put everything on hold. I honestly, it, it's very disappointing because I got everything set up. I got everything ready to go. Um, unforeseen medical situation has arisen. And uh, tentatively, maybe this fall, probably next year. I don't know. Um, okay. I don't know when I can do nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even though, even before you become a cyborg, though, haven't you been doing some writing? Did I see that? I do. I do. I, I mean, I, I always do a little bit of writing here and there. Um, okay. I'm, you know, I've, it's it's nothing really to promote, though, because it's, you know, it doesn't exist. It's words on paper. Okay. <laughs> uh, digital right. paper, even. Um, it's not even real paper, though I have written on, I have a notebook. I use a pen for all the younger listeners out there. Pen and paper is how we used to take notes. I like the um, the thing on social media. It, it comes around every so often where they, I don't know why they did it, but some school banned um, like laptops for for uh, for their classroom sessions. So somebody brought in an actual typewriter. <laughs> you can just hear the keys going to click, 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 ding. And then a click, 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 ding. And then by the time that was the next uh, lecture, they'd um, decided to uh, revoke that rule. I don't know enough about modern schools, um, but I know that 100% for a fact, when I was in school, if I had a laptop on me, I would not get anything done. Um, Because I know for a fact that our computer lab, the teacher who ran it was in her 70s, maybe 80s, and didn't really know what was going on. So all of us nerds kind of ran the computer lab. We, we, we broke her security like day one. 
It does. With something that's so technological, it the, the you don't want to promote ageism or anything like that. But it does. That does doesn't seem like necessarily the ideal person to be running a a class of that nature. Now, and, you know, no, why are you still working at seventeen, eighty? That's that's sad that you got to still work at that age as well. You should be enjoying your retirement at that point. Yeah, and, and but also, you know, I was what fifteen years old, something like that. I mean, she she could have been, you know, forty eight for all I know. <laughs> you know, everyone looks older when you're younger. Uh-huh. But she she definitely, uh, I, I'm I'm ninety percent sure she was much older than that because she looked more like my grandmother than my mother. <laughs> That's actually true. Students are terrible at judging your ages. Um, my co-teacher announced it was my birthday a few weeks ago, and right at the end of the class, I got a happy birthday song to me. I was like, "Oh, really? You do that?" Anyway, one of the kids' the next lesson is like, "So, so you in your thirties now?" It's like, yeah, taking the take that, the Graham. Take it. <laughs> I keep giving you 51, 52, don't I? I thought he was just being really sarcastic, but he was he was absolutely sincere. Um, but yeah, that shows you how bad they are at estimating ages. So, uh, but yeah, no, I've also had people, um, I know Mel's talked to people and they were like, so they try to guess her age and they'll say in her sixties and things like that. And it's like, oh my God, it's ridiculous. Trying to, trying to maybe turn this conversation towards professional wrestling. No. It happens with wrestlers all the time too. Like I was shocked to find out that Asuka was in, you know, I think she's, she's into her forties now. Yeah. You know, I uh, Shayna Baszler too. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea. You know, you know, like there, there's some, there's some folks that you, you know, just because they've been around for a while, like Finn Balor. I knew that Finn Balor was was forty forty one because he's been wrestling as long as you know I can remember. Hang on, sorry, I need a napkin. Sorry, sorry. I think I think I think Finn Balor. Sorry, one moment. Clean up. He's got great abs for uh, for for someone who's uh you know uh, in his forties. Um, but no, it, it it happens a lot that I just look at these people and I'm like, oh, it, it happens the opposite too, where I'm like, oh yeah, that person's clearly late thirties, and they're like, nope, they're twenty six, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, sucks to be you. Well, for example, how old do you think our truth is? Ah, he's forty seven. He's late forties. He's fifty-two. Okay. I actually I did know that because I looked it up recently because I was wondering um, if he was the oldest person active member of the WWE roster. He is. Ah. Um. And and that sure. that led me on a whole rabbit hole. And then it's something that that struck that me as as interesting was the oldest active professional wrestlers all seem to be in AEW right now. You've got guys like Sting. You've got Jeff Jarrett. You know, like there's just, they have a really high cap for their age while also being that major company with the really young people. Um, and I just think it's really interesting how wide the spread is in I'm, AEW. I'm just waiting for Kevin Nash to to turn up on AEW and, to, and tear a hamstring. Yeah, I was going to say, blow out his quad again. <laughs> well, walking. Mm-hmm. Has um, Sting won the AEW World Championship yet, Matt? And we'll mute you again. You know, and and that's the thing. You know, just 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 to kind of play off of that, though. You know, Sting has been doing what Sting's supposed to do. I'm really happy that they haven't 
put a belt on Sting. I'm very glad about that as well. You know, he's he's kind of doing that Foley thing now, where he's more there just to, you know, work with younger talent, which I appreciate. You know, it's um, but at the same time, on the flip side of that, I really love what Jeff Jarrett's doing, where he's like, "Fuck you, I'm going to win titles." Really? Mm-hmm. I I I think that you know, like him or like him or not, love him or hate him, whatever. Personally, do not believe that Jeff Jarrett gets the the credit he deserves for being this multi generational talent. You know, you got to think this guy's been around since the what early nineties, yes. late eighties. Yes, and his body is more ravaged than Ukraine right now. But you know what? He can still go. He may not be having five-star classics, but, you know, he makes other people look good. Uh, yeah, his- I get that. I get that. And and I'm all for, you know, the old boys. So, like, I can still go. Muhammad Ali said that when he when he had Parkinson's, for heaven's sake. Like, I could still win. And we all laughed and said, yeah, we believe you could. Of course, of course, of course. He fucking couldn't. Of course he couldn't. And Jeff, and Jeff Jarrett, it's... Uh, it's I get it. It's a choreographed dance that he's doing, but the fact of the matter is, is that so every now and again you've got to know when the time to stop. Yeah, well, someone pick up the phone and call Terry Funk ten years ago. I'm sorry, let's call Terry Funk twenty five years ago and tell him to stop. <laughs> Actually, accurate. Too fair. That's, that, that's the I was I was just watching. Uh, so and I've Blair, been watching. No, oh, God, Flair. Yeah, um, I've been watching. I think I've told both of you about this. I started my my uh, a rewatch of WWF. I started the day after WrestleMania 12. Essentially, I wanted to start with Mick oh, Foley's debut so I could watch his entire WWF career. That was pretty much my my deciding factor. And he debuts the night after WrestleMania 12. It was a perfect, it's the quote-unquote new season. When he reverts over to having the multiple personalities and they bring in Terry Funk as Chainsaw Charlie, mm-hmm. they uh, the infamous Raw. Um, you'll you'll you all know the one I'm talking about, the one where DX opens with the DX State of the Union. We will never how we use the words shit, fuck, got etc. etc. Um, the only match in the first hour of Raw that night, this is two hour Raws. The only match in the first hour is. Mick Foley, I'm sorry, Cactus Jack versus Chainsaw Charlie. And it ends with them getting locked in the dumpster and New Age Outlaws push them off the stage. And then the entire first hour of Raw is just like medical personnel helping them. And they bring up during that, this is 1990, uh, is this still 97? It might still be 97. It might be early 98. Uh, early it's early 98 anyways they mentioned that like you know terry funks is that's a 52 year old man and this is the you know mid to late 90s and he was still going for so many years <laughs> um he's an insane person but the thing is I, I will say this about terry funk compared to rick flair rick flair lost his mojo a long 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 time ago terry funk kept his because of his style, his style of just beat the shit out of me, and I'm gonna make it look good. Well, in that vein, and Graham, I apologize for us for for, for um, wandering off topic slightly, but I'm here. That, of course, we're wandering off. Talk, talking about Ric Flair and having lost his mojo. 
Where, when do you think was his last good match? Uh, him and Sean at Mania. It wasn't that great. It, oh, from from yeah. from a match from a match perspective, no. From a storyline perspective, yes. one of the greatest matches of all time. Absolutely, um, exactly what Ryan said there, Graham. Has to be, and to, um, to a technical masterclass, Sean carried him through that, Graham. That's oh hell yeah! Like, it was his last match. Well, yeah, <laughs> he should have retired 10, 15 years ago, Graham. That's a it was his last match until TNA offered him a bunch of money to have more matches. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's not go down that road, shall we? But I, I will. I will say, uh, Flair versus Foley, no holds barred or false count anywhere, whatever it was, was a side of Flair I'd never seen before. I mean, to, to in think you're TNA seeing, or in WWE, in TNA. That's right. To, to see a now, you know, I think he was probably about 60-year-old man taking a thumbtack bump. That was crazy to me, and I loved it. Even though both of them were far past their prime, and neither of them should have been in the ring, and neither of them should have been having that kind of match. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm a Foley guy. I'll always be a Foley guy. Um, you know, ever ever since I saw him in WCW, I've, I was just like, that's my guy. Mm, I mean, Foley's on my my is and a little bit of spoiler for next week on another show. I'm going to be on ground, of course, because uh, you can't make it because you're going to watch some kid play baseball. Um, if it rains, I can make it. But also, okay, well, well, I'm praying. I'm going to do a rain dance, ground because I want you on that show with me. Uh, you want to be on the? Oh, I thought you were going to say the opposite. Um, I thought you'd like the opportunity to talk twice as much. No, I want, I want, my, I want my buddy on there with me. Um, Big Foley's on my on my Matt Rushmore. Because he wasn't a conventional guy. He didn't have the hulking Adonis look, which um, Vince was after at the time. And he was high on people like Velma Warrior, Lex Luger. He didn't look anything like that. Triple H, arguably one of the best physical specimens to have ever been in the business, looked nothing like him. But my God, could he work with someone like Mick Foley? It should never have worked. It did. It was beautiful stuff. And I, I don't actually don't mind thing working with younger guys because at least he's putting them over. Sure. There are some people who remain nameless. Phil Brooks, who won't put people over. Nameless, and then that was a wild, wild west joke, Graham. <laughs> and if you want to find out the rest of the people who's on Matt's uh, Matt Rushmore, you'll have to check out the uh, M. RW pod. I know it's been recorded on Monday. I'm not sure the date released. Probably a couple of days. I think it's coming out on Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Shall we actually cut to some wrestling? Talk? Well, we've been talking wrestling, but shall we cut I'm to the, the structure of our show? Shall we talk some good cop moments? Let's try and stick to the structure ground a little bit. Yeah. Let's Here get we go. Good. Bad. Yeah, just for shits and giggles, let's try and do um, a traditional format. Um, guests obviously get to go first. Uh, Hall of Famers always get to go first. Uh, Ryan, main good cop moment of week, month, year? I don't know. It's been a long time since we yeah, talked. Whatever you it's, want. it's funny because, and, 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 and I think this is telling of everything, um, the, the current landscape, not of professional wrestling, but of professional wrestling fandom, it was much easier for me to come up with a bad cop moment than it was to come up with a good cop moment. Um, so I, I, I've really been kind of scratching my head, um, trying to figure out something that I just looked at and went, yeah, that's good. 
And the only thing I can come up with is a hypothetical situation. Because when I, whenever I think, and, and maybe I'm going to stroke your egos a little bit, whenever I think good cop and bad cop, the good needs to be great. It, it shouldn't just be like, yeah, that was all right. You know, there's been a lot of, yeah, that was all right in wrestling lately. There hasn't been a lot of great in wrestling. Now, so I guess what I'll I'll say is my good cop moment is the finals of the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament, uh, Seth versus AJ. And here's the reason why. More likely than not, we are going to end up with whoever wins this against Finn at SummerSlam because it writes itself. It's either he's facing the uh, another former Bullet Club leader or he's facing the guy who injured him and ended his title run almost immediately, you know, whether it's AJ or Seth. More likely than not, the long-term booking is going to most likely lead to Seth versus Roman at Survivor Series because... It's simple. It's low hanging fruit. But that summer, that hypothetical SummerSlam match is what has me excited. It doesn't matter who wins this belt. There is a great match against Finn Balor coming down the line. I know it. I feel it in my hearts. Yes, I have two. I am the doctor, apparently. Um, where does Cody fit into that picture? Just out of interest, he doesn't. Cody doesn't right now. I think um, personally. Um, Cody's story is still with Roman and I think that's what's going to happen eventually Cody's going to get fed up and he's going to find a way to face Roman yeah I, I, I don't think you know especially with the the elephant in the room surrounding the new world heavyweight championship people calling it a consolation prize and, and things like that which A I don't agree with that's you know, what Heyman calls it I, I see a lot of people calling it that <laughs> Um, it's, good, it's good storytelling, to be fair. No, it is. You know, absolutely fantastic storytelling. But the, the fact that, you know, people always say that when something new happens. And then a year or two later, it's, oh, my God, the legacy of this championship, blah, 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 something crap like that. You know, and I think the same thing will happen. Um, I personally just had a great conversation about how um moving away from the negativity of it all of the positives i got from the 24 7 title the title was garbage the belt itself was fucking shit um but it gave us so many good moments with our truth it gave us so many good moments with dana brooke it gave us so many hell it made tamina entertaining for a minute that belt had some power to make people actually entertaining on television we also was, got to see some legends return and hold it it's true well, we, we, we also we also got to see Corey graves finally win a championship you know it's like you know everyone's like 24 7 suck 24 7 suck 24 7 suck there were a lot of good moments with that belt the idea was great it was just at times poorly executed there were some great moments sure. winning it on the plane to saudi arabia for example yeah it was genius idea uh, um i might have suggested something similar to help paris drum up a bit of support for cxw um maybe have a 20 maybe have an extreme championship match in the street um during promotions i think that'd be good i think that's a great idea personally um because that way you can actually plug the show by showing them a little sneak peek of the show 
<laughs> but you know, stuff like that. It's like you know, the world heavy, the new world heavyweight championship is going to be the same thing. People are bitching about it now, but there will come a time when we think of those amazing moments that this new championship is going to give us, and it is going to have its own legacy, and mm. it's going to be. And a, I, I, I'm sorry, I am sorry if this offends anyone listening or here with me today in the virtual studio that belt is gorgeous yes. i love that title design it's such a perfect mixture of the legacy of the big gold and the modern wwe shit it works doesn't it? i love it it, it really does and i think we haven't seen the belt in action yet but i think i think it actually has snaps on it instead of that velcro bullshit <laughs> Yeah, old school, old school. Old there school. was a, there was a quick shot where you could see behind it, and it looked like there were snaps on both sides, which means it's actual snaps. I mean, hell, even if the snaps are magnetic, it's, it's just nothing. Oh my god! You know, I'm really excited about this. I am super excited for Night of Champions, and I'm never excited for Saudi shows. But no, I mean the Saudi show probably helped a bit more now ever since, obviously, because it was announced on SmackDown um, that. Sammy's gonna be there. Yep. Because and and you because know what? politically they've started to work together. And I'm like, shit, if, if Sivan and Saudi Arabia can work together, then who knows what the world's gonna look like in a year's time. And that's the thing too, is I, I'm a big I'm a big proponent of you know second chances. And yes, Saudi Arabia has a lot of issues, but you gotta give their crown prince credit. He's trying to make it better. He's trying to make it, you know, the fact that, you know, a hundred, you know, a hundred years too late, but the fact that they just made it so women can drive, that is a huge step forward for their yeah. culture. Yeah. Women, you know, can, women can, women can vote as well. Yeah. They, can, they can, women can attend sporting events in stadiums without their husbands. These are like little things and maybe they are little things. But the fact of the matter is that we took this for granted. This is, it shouldn't be a big deal, but it is. Yeah, women weren't women weren't allowed to appear at the first Saudi show. I mean, I showed the last one. I actually watched the match between Bailey and Bianca Belair. It was probably the best women's match they had in Saudi Arabia, which is not saying a massive deal. We were going to have Trish versus um, versus Becky in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. What the hell has happened? You know, and and it's it's you know you got to look at the positive side of things. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm carrying that over to WWE as well. I think that WWE, they have a long way to go to bring themselves back to that former glory. But I think that this new championship is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Of making memories. Um, I've been listening to uh, um, Mr. Foley's podcast lately. Um, Foley's pod. And he, he says this really great thing, you know, you, there are two things you remember. You remember the really great, really horrible moments, everything else in between people aren't even going to remember those great moments and those shitty moments are what they're going to think about. And I think that WWE for a long time was firmly in that middle of just unmemorable stuff. But lately, there are moments that I'm going to think back on that I'm going to be like, oh, man, that was crazy. You know, hell, the fact that we just had a celebrity guest 
burn the house down with a full-time veteran wrestler is, is insane. It, it's that's insane. Like, and and even though I think he's a piece of shit, I give credit where credit is due. Logan Paul put in the work. We used to not have celebrities put on these kinds of matches. Everyone remembers Snooky. It oh. wasn't great. <laughs> Stephen Arnell was probably the best up until yeah. that point. And but one, but yeah. you know, again, I, you know, I, I've I've kind of looked back at it, and just like you know, uh, you were saying where, um, oh my God, who, who did you you just said someone carried the match. Uh, we were talking about. Oh, Sean and 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 Flair. Yeah, and Sean carried that match. Cody carried that match for Stephen Amell. Oh, absolutely. Cody knew what the fuck he was doing, and Stephen Cody, Amell Cody's trusted really him. Safe, Cody's a really safe pair of hands in the ring. There's no question about that, and that's why I actually looking forward to seeing the next part of the Cody Brock rivalry because. I legitimately this is a Brock's legitimate beast and a decent wrestler. Graham's looking a little bit bored. I'm gonna shut up. Yeah, so that's my good cop moment is the World Heavyweight Championship tournament and but everything but, leading up to it. And but at the same time, I want to actually ask a question, which is Graham's gonna think like, well, I can't answer this one. But it's an important question. Do you remember when the World Heavyweight Championship was re- was introduced back in 02, um, Nish? I do. Thing backstage where Triple H went uh, was walking down the corridor having just been presented with a belt. And he came, and he came face to face with Bubba Ray Dudley. And the speech Bubba um, says, and if you get chance to, Graham, you might not, but if you get chance to, it's worth checking it out on the network. It's a very, very good speech. How one day someone's gonna kick your ass and take that belt. Right now, I've got to go put something for a table. I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. It was, it, it, but that's the sort of thing because it does. It's a beacon of hope. On the on on Raw, and it grew it it grew into this, a big big deal, because WWE Championship, as far as I'm concerned, Ram can keep that. You know, the World Heavyweight Championship is something which has lineage going back to going back further than WWE Championship, as far as I'm concerned. I was just trying to trace the lineage from uh, talking about AJ versus Seth to where you finally ended up, because it's for that championship. Yeah, this is the world heavy. Come on, we went. Man. We went uh, there was a few little. We did a, we did a proper Kevin Steen moment there. Look, Greg, look <laughs> some sometimes there's a road closed and you got to take a detour. Eventually, you get to your destination, but you're gonna see the scenic route on the way. Absolutely. So you stayed on the same thing, and I totally lost the track of it. <laughs> Anyways, that tells you how many did. Jesus, there. Graham. Do you want me to go, Graham? Next, or do you want to go next? Yes, you can go. Okay, I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about what happened on SmackDown, particularly Roman Reigns' promo um, on SmackDown, dressing down the Usos. Um, I've got to admit, I thought it was brilliant. I think Roman's got so much better on a stick. Um, mind you, at one point, he couldn't get much worse. Suffering Succotash comes to mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's, he's got so much better on the mic, and... The, the fans have started cheering for him a little bit. I don't know if you noticed that or not. They started cheering for him. Um, so, is he naturally turning face? I would say he is right now. That is happening a little bit. But the inevitable 
I think what's going to happen is Jimmy and Jay are going to turn face and that's going to turn Roman mega heel because he's let's be honest. Yeah. The, 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 the story is going to lead to Roman versus Jay at some point, you know, we're Roman going Jay to see, free. Yeah. you know, we're, we're definitely going to see that realistically, WWE is in a tough position because realistically there's two stories that happen with Roman Cody finishes a story or Jay becomes the tribal chief kind of thing, you know, and both are good options. That's the thing is both are really good. The bloodline main event for the title makes more sense because at the end of the day, we all know they're not rumors. WWE does want to bring Rock in for this program. And Rock has no reason wrestling, especially for the belt. Special guest referee, Roman J. Rock is referee. I'm in. I'm sold. That's a WrestleMania main event right there. WrestleMania 40. Absolutely. That's huge. A free night throw again to put it that point as well. It, it was a good, good promo. And the fact that Roman's, I mean, a lot of people think complain that Roman's not defending his championships at Night of Champions. Um, let's not forget that there's non-title matches at Night of Champions. Okay, so let's maybe not throw too many stones around that the champion is competing in a title match. Um, we already know he's not. Well, I'm pretty sure he's not going to go over here. But the thing is, does Roman get pinned? Nope, that's why Solo's there. Yeah, but Solo is... I don't know. I, 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 Solo, to me, is a more athletic Umaga, and Umaga was athletic. I've never seen someone move with grace that, that, that a man who would be like a fucking trash compactor like, like Solo Sokoa. No one was that graceful, that size. And yet... So this occurred for me should be the man who dethroned Roman. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crowd would go bad for it for sure. I'm fully aware that my predictions are never right, Graham, but Yeah, I'll go to William Hills and go back the opposite as soon as this show is finished recording. Um, you said that there was a lot of cheering for Roman. I was trying to think back from what I can remember. That's I'm trying to remember back a week or someone in my age, it's uh, kind of difficult to do. Um I did notice that there was um times when they were muting the sound though so i'm not sure if that was the crowd swearing at roman i'm not sure i'm trying to remember I... there was definitely parts where it's like oh shoot i want to hear what they say so they were obviously taking out the crowd noise but you couldn't hear what roman and uh jimmy or jay were saying to each other at one point i was like i really want to know what they're saying right now mm. i mean i do like i mean i do like the fact that um they were run down for dedicating the the, the championship uh with victory which they lost obviously to Roman when they could and they should have been ple- pledging it to Afrin Seeker. I'm like, oh, that's cold. Could we think about it? It makes sense as well. They should have done that. And in in looking back, you think about all these amazing tag teams have been. And imagine if Roman doesn't win the championship and he dedicated that to the Wild Samoans. That's that's gonna be interesting to see the fallout. I mean, I'm here for it. I mean, Triple H's writing is clearly way better than Vince's. And that, and that yep. once again, you know, that leads to dissension in the bloodline. That leads to a reason to bring in the elders. 
Rikishi, The Rock, stuff like that. You know, it it, it gives them an opportunity to bring in new players it's to the storyline. It's such a shame that Umaga and Yoko are gone. Oh, for sure. <laughs> they would have been I mean, they would have been amazing to bring in for these for these things for, for all the reasons. Like, I mean, hell, even you know, Rosie. Rosie, for sure. you know, especially Manu. with him being Roman's brother, like think of that storyline, oh, especially because yeah. Rosie would probably still be able to go at this point. Oh, he can go. Oh, he's, he's, he he can go. I've seen it. He, he built like a brick chicken house, but he can go. Well, he, but he's dead. Jamal's dead. That that's that's the you know. I just think there there's so much, and and when you have like you can you can make the argument who is you know the wrestling family, and you can have that argument all day long. But when you look at the largest wrestling family, it's the bloodline. Oh, the large one without question. You know, oh. you have so many ways you can go. There are still so many family members that they haven't you know that either work for other promotions or whatever i mean hell you can call up um ava rain yes bring her into the you could uh you know hell who who knows you know it's by marriage but obviously by marriage works who knows if naomi she could come back in a year or two well she's only, no. she's only booked she's got strength anniversary and then she's out, then she's out of contract. She could be back quite quickly. Yeah, you know, like I I have this this. Uh, There's Nia Jax as well, of course. You know, if we don't. Uh... Um, saying just saying there is no there there's so many options they can do the bloodline storyline is brilliant because of the size of the family you know you can talk about the roads and their legacy well you've got one of them who's pushing 60 one of them who's dead and cody like that's it that's the whole you know what brandy we're gonna bring her in as uh, you know, by marriage i mean you've got the guerreros obviously as well but you know it's chavo it's um eddie's daughter you're aided english obviously nowadays but that's not that's about it as well you say yeah it, it's you know the bloodline you can you can run that storyline feasibly with new faces for another year or two and it, i don't think it'd get stale i think there's plenty of there's plenty of story to tell it's just like you know to use an analogy it's it's kind of like uh you know like a, a james bond story there's so many stories to tell that you can just keep inserting these characters into new stories because they just work mm. with, with, without the, the old school Ian Fleming racism and homophobia, of course. Of course. And nowhere near as many Aston Martins. You never know. I bet Roman has an Aston Martin or two. You know, you got to think the amount of money he's being paid. Yeah. I think, I think I looked it up and I think Roman's sitting at 8 million a year right now. Which is that's like that's Cena money. Not too shabby. Not too no, shabby for for working eight times a year. To be fair, um, if you can if you can wrangle that sort of deal, then good luck to you. Is what I say. Hmm? If you can wrangle that sort of deal, that's great. Would like to work eight times a year for that sort of money. <laughs> Graham, someone who doesn't work much during the day. What about you? What's your, what's your good call in a week? I'm at work right now. <laughs> you work like, from home. 
Yeah, but I'm supposed to be working. Anyways. <laughs> Technically. Um, perhaps you didn't see the tweet, Matt. Um, my uh, good cop moment is from uh, 1927. Um, we're gonna... <laughs> I had a feeling you might have a, a digit to share with me when I uh, mentioned that. Um, I got some questions for you as well, Matt. Um, how familiar are you with the uh, Alabama college football program? I'm fluent, Graham. Uh, Post-World War II, I, I should have been more... Oh, I, I'm better than Graham. Absolutely fluent, Graham. I know everybody who ever performed on their team. All right. Well, before I get to uh, the 1927 incident, I'm going to... Just to refresh your memory, just in case you're not familiar, um, I want to talk about Bear Bryant. Um, Bryant was the assistant coach at Alabama from 1936 to 1940. Um, I only knew him about from Alabama. As I started researching this, um, he was in World War II. And actually, he was the coach of University of Maryland just for one year. And he resigned after an argument with the president. I didn't realize um, the whole football world could have been very different if he'd actually stayed at Maryland and hadn't fallen out with the, um, the principal there. Um, he then went to the University of Kentucky, uh, went to the Texas Agriculture and Mechanical University, which I've never even heard of at all, uh, but then returned to Alabama in 1958. And that's certainly where he's most famous from. I thought he just had one team. I didn't know that. Um, Alabama won six national championships and Bryant was named National Coach of the Year three times. And um, when I was traveling through Alabama in around 2005, I actually stopped, uh, made a couple of stops. One was at the, there you go, get your reading material ready. I was uh, stopped at Rickwood Field, which is the oldest professional baseball stadium in the country, because that was of great interest to me. And I also stopped at the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. And that was when I first kind of got um, noticed uh, Bear Bryant, who was the coach there. And I did actually buy something, and you can chip in here, Matt, with your own personal favorites for this one. Um, there was a keychain in the hall in the um, gift shop that said, uh, "Bear Bryant, the winningest coach in sports history." So I deliberately bought that so I could bring it back to England because it's an example of something that is like the worst use of grammar by an American. Um, uh, well, initially, you probably cheap, you'll probably chip in on some of these as well. Um, any examples of uh, Americanisms that are just, uh, yeah, just trying to grind your gears a little bit? Winningest for me is a terrible one. Uh, hey, Matt, is is this a wrestling podcast? I'll have to put it out. I'm getting Graham, I was okay. Like, um, I, I hate this. Is this might not be American? It might just be the English language. I hate the word gotten. Okay. I hate it. I hate it. That one's from left field. Uh, to use an Americanism, I wasn't expecting. And I hate to to rain on Graham's right here, but one very quick Google search shows that winningest is in the Oxford English Dictionary. I don't care if it's in the dictionary or not. It's a word that's used, so it will be mentioned. It doesn't mean that it's not a good word, though. If you're going to rank every word, Graham, based on, on, what, on how you feel about it, we'll be here for a long hold time. Hold on, hold on. I, I All right, can, so I you don't have anything this... negative to say, then. All right, I'll just keep going, then. I can oh, swing I this back Andrew, to wrestling. you're a liar. There's some American words that you don't like. You're a liar. I can, I can swing this back to wrestling. Hold it's on. I hate... I'm going to swing it back to wrestling. Have you not listened to the show at all? I like, hate, 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 and Corey Graves is the worst proponent of this or offender of this um when they improperly use the term in their own right oh seth rollins is a former cha world champion in his own right nope he's just a former world champion <laughs> period end statement thank you Corey. go back to fucking carmella and let the big boys play on that note congratulations to carmella and Corey grace on the pregnancy of carmella Anyways, Graham, continue. Was 
I'm not sure if fucking was used as a verb then or uh, anyway, never mind. And as you don't have any <laughs> as you don't have any personal ones to mention, then I will keep going. So yeah, I, I saw the the winningest thing and I was so that was how I became familiar with Bear Bryant. Um somebody did beat his record for most college wins. Um I won't put you on the spot, Matt, and ask you to name him. And um, anyway, that's what I knew about Bear Bryant until this week. Um, I bought a Trivial Pursuit set of sports cards, and it must be at least 30, 40 years old. And they're all American sports. And I was like, oh, this will be fun for me to see how much I actually know about baseball. And while I was looking through on a random one, I was like, good, because I have nothing for my good cop moment this week, as you can probably tell. Um, the question was, which uh, professional head coach got his nickname because of his... Um, because he wrestled with bears in his when he was a kid. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, I had no idea what that one was. Um, Bear Bryant, that's actually how he, um, he got his name. So there's my link back to wrestling for you, Ryan. 1927. 13, it took a while, but hey, you guys talked for a while, so I figured I might as well as well. I could spin this yarn a little bit longer. 13-year-old Bear Bryant saw a sign that said, wrestle with a bear, you get $1 for every minute that you stay in the ring with the bear. And within the first minute, the muzzle had fallen off the bear. Um, everybody had sprinted out because they didn't want to deal with it. Bear Bryant, for some reason, stayed in the ring. Uh, he got his ear bitten off, or part of his ear bitten off. Oh, Mick Foley. Nice little link back to that. That's kind of good. And um, yeah, that was how he got his nickname. So Bear Bryant, college coach extraordinaire and a wrestler of bears. Perfect for this show. There's my good cop moment of the week. I can extend that, Graham, if you'd like me to, Graham. Go ahead. Because there is a WWE Hall of Famer who infamously, before he made WWE, uh, was doing like little bits and pieces, like wrestling people in the Indies, and all the, you know, one day was actually wrestled a bear. Mm-hmm. Wrestled a bear, they declawed it, they completely muzzled him and everything. It beat the holy hell out of him, bro, Graham. Absolutely, boom, 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 boom. Now the question. No, I'm not expecting you to know who it was. Obviously, so I'm going to ask Ryan if he wants to have a guess before I tell you. I actually feel like I know this, and I can't remember. It is quite well known. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to say a random name, and I am going to go. The Hall of Famer. Yeah. I'm assuming they're dead now. Can I'm gonna answer, say can answer that question. I can answer it one way or another. <clears throat> My guess was gonna be since you said how crazy it was, I was gonna go Terry Funk. Okay, Terry Funk's your answer. Okay, fine. I'm I'm going. I'm gonna go out of left field, and this is probably like. If I'm wrong, it just means I'm bad at my wrestling trivia. I'm going to go with Kowalski. Okay, Kowalski. Ooh, mm, mm. Uh, very much alive. Um, bit of a beer drinker back in his day. Um, made, his, made his money on Wall Street. Had a white limousine with horns on the front. Really? Mm. Wow. Really? It, that, I would it was, not, you could give it me 100 was, guesses and I want to go back. It was on the, um, the W, before they were WWE Superstars. Uh, DVD, which was back in oh god, this would be this would be four legends in the company. This is 2001. I got this DVD, but I remember it very vividly in there because he's like, um, they, they people people had a go at him apparently for um, him and his friends for animal cruelty, uh, because they were hunting. Like, we weren't, we weren't being cruel, we were, we were just shooting and killing them. 
and that was laughed from, from the crew. I'm like, wow, you a dick, JBL, before you were JBL. <laughs> so hold on. This man went from wrestling a bear to the NFL to the World Wrestling Federation. I think in between a little bit, yeah. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what the timeline is, but yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe he went NFL wrestling a bear at WWF. Who knows? Very, very possibly. Very he was possibly. part of the Blackjacks for some reason for Black, a while. He was Blackjack Bradshaw, yeah. That was terrible. Tune in next week, and Matt will tell you exactly which order it is. There you go. That'll, you know, Graham, that'll bring um, our listenership back up. He, Nish guy's already predicted it's going to go down after this episode. Or Graham, there's no, no way on this earth I'll remember to do that for next week. <laughs> But I did like, but I did like that that little, um, little, the little uh, path you 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 wave for there, Graham. I didn't have much this week. I, did not. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's about the only thing that was wrestling related I could think of. I was struggling like you were, Ryan, as well. Well, if we were struggling this badly, do we even need ninety seconds? I don't know. Uh, if you want ninety seconds, you got it for our speed check. Um, whenever you're ready, Ryan, take it away. For good things, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you don't have to have anything at all. I really enjoyed when Kenny Omega credit carded on the uh, horizontal support of the cage, uh, putting Moxley through it because apparently there will be no baby Kennys anymore. Um, what else was good? What else was good? Um, uh, a big, big fan. A uh, big fan of uh, the incestual nature of Dominic uh, tweeting "Happy Mexican Mother's Day" to Rhea. Um, you know, I, I liked the uh, the Oedipal complex kind of kind of storyline going on there. Now, apparently, she's also his mother, as well as his mommy. Uh, got I gotta love that. Um, geez, what else? Uh, what else did I enjoy? What else did I enjoy? Uh, you know what? You know, I got a great, I got a great good cop moment. Um, I'm gonna use my last 30 seconds. Um, my new favorite independent wrestler is Sawyer Wreck. I absolutely adore her. I think she's mm-hmm. wonderful, and she's going to be in the GCW uh all-female world championship match. I think there's five of them in that match, and I think that's a, that's a that's a good cop moment. An all female world title match, not for your women's title, for your world championship. Oh, uh, yeah, I that was a name that I didn't know until probably about a month ago, um, and then I saw a match against Smasher Slam. She, when I saw the match listed, I actually thought with it being Sawyer, I thought it was actually a man, and then when I saw Sawyer come out, I was like, oh, that's somebody I don't know. She at all. she went from relative unknown to like indie darling in no time and i i appreciate the work um i've loved all of of the matches that i've seen um big fan instant instantaneous like first match i was like that one right there yep i'm wondering if the title for this episode is going to be incest is our good cop moment of the week I did not think we'd ever have that on our show. All right, yeah, Matt, well, what you, got you do now. <laughs> That's why we bring you in. What you got, Matt? Yeah, it's, I want a Dominic Mysterio. His name's Dom, but he's the biggest sub you've ever seen in your life. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to get to go any further with that. Um, CM Punk um, was involved with Collision. He was involved with Collision. Uh, it's very funny that Warner of Discovery basically have said, yeah, he would never, he's not going to do with us, but we hope we have issues. 
Warren Brothers is going to be got nothing to do with Punk. I told you he's too toxic. It's great. Uh, DIY are apparently set for big, big things on the main roster. Champa and Gargano reunited on the main roster. Yes, please. Mm. All about that for sure. Um, um, Taylor One Shot, um, who was who was an indie uh, indie um, wrestler, she was at the Create a Pro Homecoming. Uh, this past weekend, and she debuted her Jason David Frank tribute wrestling gear, and she looked amazing. I may even um, put that so you guys so you can tag that in the uh, in the tweet because she looked amazing and it was great. Um, and this is a good cop moment, Graham. You bear with me, okay? Mainly for you. Uh, the um, the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix was called off this weekend, Graham, due to the extensive flooding. So you obviously love the fact that I can't watch F1 this weekend, Graham, but. I'm playing my good cop because um, the, of the, they've donated over a million euros to the relief fund, which is immediate. It's gone straight to the people who have been displaced. Thousand people lost their homes. Uh, about oh, ten people have died. Oh, yeah, but yeah. the best part about it oh. is that all the food, shut up. The, the food that was good. This is important. Well, the food... in 90 seconds, start it earlier then. Cut out some of that irrelevant crap at the start. The wrestling Dude. stuff. Oh, making jokes about Dominic Mysterio? Oh, okay, all right. you got to get your little laugh in there. All right, you got to get your laugh rather than the important stuff in. We already extended this from 60 to 90 to try and give you a little bit of leeway. And now it's every week you're going over. And every time, last time, last time I gave you a little bit of leeway, but I think you're abusing that privilege. So I'm just going to have to stop. I, I won't talk about how they've given all the food to charity as well. All right, there you go. You got it in anyway. Uh, Mickey James, I'm so excited to announce this adventure I've been working on to put together for you. For the first time ever, I'm hosting my very own at MJ Masterclass with MCW Wrestling, uh, July 20th to 22nd. Only 25 spots are available to ensure I get plenty of one-on-one -on -one time. Uh, great, obviously, for Maryland Championship Wrestling as well. Uh, Mickey James coming up from Virginia up to Maryland. Um, I don't always watch all of Impact Wrestling, as you know, Matt. It's kind of difficult to try and watch it and then talk about it on the show because it's a quick turnover, a quick turnaround. Um, I did see the intro for Trey Miguel, which I hadn't noticed before. He might have been doing this for months, and often I'll just skip through the intros. But I really like how it looks like like the graffiti on the sign and he's got the aerosol can it looks like he's spraying on it there and then he's got the aerosol just spraying into it really cool entrance i like train miguel like his work and um cody dina on twitter uh dear young wrestlers more notes don't make the song better more scenes don't make the movie better more paint doesn't make the painting better more moves doesn't make the match better it's what you do with them that counts Thought that was a nice little tweet and just a reminder. And I'm going to stop early just to show that you don't have to use the full 90 seconds to have some good speed check. I, I, that, that reminds me of um, uh, something that um, Bubba said on the Austin Broken Skull, um, where he said, you know, if you if you run your match right and you're putting someone over, you only have to take one bump. One one bump. That's all it takes. As long as it means something, that's all. It, that's all you need. And I, and I, I it, it's funny because I remember after watching that, I had watched very few interviews with him. I, I don't listen to Busted Open or anything like that. So I watched that, and it surprised me of how well spoken uh, Bubba Ray Dudley is, especially when a lot of us were introduced to him as the stuttering inbred idiot. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Yeah, Smack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
that that is legendary. How they got away that could never do it now, of course. Well, no, I mean ECW did whatever the fuck they wanted, and that's why ECW was great because they never, when they crossed the line, they never crossed the line in ways that even by modern standards would be like that is oh that is way too much. They always skirted that. They always went up to the line without actually going over it even the crucifixion angle which may be the most they went over it mm. that's why i appreciate about ecw and i think the dudley's the dudley storyline in general that you know big dick just went from town to town and had a whole bunch of illegitimate children brilliant storytelling from a, in a very dumb way but very very brilliant at the same time Big Daisy Dudley um, should have practiced um, safe, safe sex, but it's a little late for that. I remember that from WrestleMania 17. You, you write about one about one moment making making things important. WrestleMania 17, Graham, is the best of all time. Yes. yes. One of the few things we agree on, yes. I'm sure that even Ryan would agree that is. if it's not the best, it's certainly up there, yes? Definitely a top five one way. I, I've never actually put together my top WrestleManias, which is very interesting. That sounds like a blade job episode to me. Um, but just saying, um, just thought I would um, bring attention to the McMahon versus McMahon match. What's the overriding memory from that match? Is it a spot or is it a move? Is Linda kicking him in the balls? Yeah. I can't not, remember a single. It's not Shane jumping off the top rope. It's not Shane going coast to coast of a trash can. It's Linda kicking her husband it, it's, in the nads. It's not even her kicking him in the nads. Isn't that when she was she comatose? Up the chair. Yeah, it, it was her standing up. That's what I remember. It's a woman know, got out of her chair. <laughs> was a bigger pop than anything all night, probably. Yeah. And, and, and it's it made it's it's just, um, you know, you can make the same argument for Rock and Hogan. The match was not the moment. Them staring each other down while the place lost their shit was the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it back recently with that match and the match is labored. <laughs> it's not great. It's, it's a match. Very stiff. But at the same time, it's. It's it's how Rock healed out of the crowd. It's how Hogan went full babyface. It was how sixty eight thousand people literally came in their pants. Yeah. It was a, it was a match that you were never supposed to see. No. That was what was important about it. The match itself is irrelevant. The mm. moment them in the ring at the same time in their gear, ready to go. It, I will always remember them staring at each other and they both start looking to the crowd and looking to each other like, holy sh... Like, when when Hogan... When Hulk Hogan, arguably one of the biggest stars wrestling has ever had, when he's looking at the crowd and you can see it in his face of, oh, this is, this is a moment. This is it. Like, that's what was important about that match. And the ironic thing, of course... Is a Hulk Hogan got into wrestling because of, as I mentioned in the uh, in the wrestling intro. bears. <laughs> no, because of, as I mentioned in the intro, uh, the late great superstar Billy Graham. I was going to say my highlight from WrestleMania 38 was uh, Sammy and uh, Johnny Knoxville. 
That's definitely not high on that's... wrestling talent either. But that's a lot of silly stuff that went. It was on. a moment, and it was something that you're always going to remember. That's Sammy the was thing. so Sammy was... that match. Sammy was so Sammy's... proud of that match. Yeah, Sammy was so proud of that match, and rightly so. I called that match. We were doing on Tekkers at that night, and it was the most fun we had all night. It was brilliant, it was brilliant. But you look at the change in that character from 38 to 39 as well. That's a big difference. That's a yeah. huge difference. Same guy, same moveset. Same, yeah, same guy, same guy. It's also what happens when someone who books sports entertainment books a match and someone who likes booking professional wrestling books a match. But the thing is, and, and that there's nothing wrong with I am not a Vince McMahon ruined professional wrestling kind of guy. He books a certain way. And honestly, Vince McMahon has given us, again, many amazing moments in his career when he was running the wwe and the wwf but you can see that clear sammy Zayn is a perfect indicator for what happens when a sports entertainer books a match and when a professional wrestler books a match same energy same moment i i would argue that main eventing for the tag titles and his match with Knoxville were both equally as important to Sammy's career, but you can see the clear dichotomy between the two of them. Both great matches. Both have one thing in common. Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn gets it. And he's the kind of guy, um, you know, the, the, the guys who can last in this business are the kind of guys who take what is given to them and they run with it. Whatever it is, no matter how stupid it is, no matter how pointless it would be, they make it good because that's their job. Their job is to go out there and the promoter, I don't care if it's an indie, AEW, WWE, whatever, the promoter says, this is what I want you to do. Your job is to make that look like the best thing people have ever seen. That's it. That's your job. I'm seeing a bit of that in Mustafa Ali at the moment. I've been singing Ali's praise for years. I love it. So on the, so wasted, wasted. He was absolutely wasted. Vince, mm-hmm. like he had his talent to know what to do with it. He did the same with Cesaro. He lost Cesaro to to AEW because of it. I'm he's, sure he's, he's going to get his asshole caved in by Gunther, but it's going to be a hell of a match. It's going to be a hell of a story. If I mean Ali's a great wrestler, Gunther's a phenomenal talent. A one generation talent. Gunther is uh, looking forward to seeing them. I don't, this could be the best Saturday show ever. Uh, I, I would I would agree with you 100%. I think, at least from a booking standpoint, yeah, this is the one where like almost every single match, I'm like, oh, that's good. That's going to be a banger. Oh, that's going to be a banger. Oh, it's, you know, it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. And, and, and for you over in jolly old England, you don't have to stay up till 4 a.m. And for me, I get to watch a pay-per-view at 1 p.m. Win win. You you get to see banger after banger after banger after banger. Yeah, the bang bros. <laughs> that that's was, that's that after is. wrestling. I, I'm gonna watch that later. Oh dude, anyway, that, that was that was so poor choice of words for Seamus and, and McIntyre. The bang that's Vince. That Vince, was Vince. Vince. Vince has never been on the internet. Oh dear. When he well oh, dear. No, I think that was when I think that was when I genuinely think that was when um, Trips was in charge. No, that was that was that was the very end of Vince. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the 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 report I heard is that Vince was informed, and that's when he decided to nix the name. He yeah, we done it with Do Drop. 
Yeah. Anyways, anyway. what, what were we talking about? Uh, I think we think we were talking about we we're going to try and go for the world's longest speed check. It's supposed to be three times ninety seconds, and we're already yes. about twenty-five minutes. Um, of course, we're, gonna, we're we're transitioning into bad cop moments, and I'm going to tell you that the bad cop moment is going to be the expression on my young son's face when he sees how late it is when I get to pick him up, and um, the people who run that facility and they realize how late it is when I pick him up as well. Uh, that was over an hour for the first section, guys. We're in serious trouble. I know it's asking a lot, Matthew, uh, but brevity if possible okay on this next session let's bad cop moments good bad it's not gonna happen there's no chance of it happening at all. so anyways in <laughs> 1986 <laughs> i was too <laughs> anyways okay who's going first you're first come on who's on, on first Raven. what's on second main bad cop moment okay matt yes matt? that's your main bad cop moment no oh we're not at devil's advocate yet. See, I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> bad cop moment. So I couldn't really decide on a bad cop moment either um, just because two things happened on Wednesday. So I'm going to kind of double up. A, they're building for the four pillars match at double or nothing. Yes. Everyone had a hard-hitting competitive match except for Sammy. They, they fed Sammy a jobber, did not do anything for Sammy, and then he cut a really trash white bread baby face promo afterwards it did nothing for his character i'm already not a huge sammy guevara fan but this made me like him even less the worst thing though was aw commentary on wednesday yes two things that caused the biggest issues and i love the fact that they go on tangents i love excalibur and taz i think it's hysterical two issues one during the beatdown um early in the show uh it was the uh, it was the Jarrett and uh all them, the the FTR and, and Team TNA. Um, while they were getting beat down, Tony Schiavone was laughing about something. So it was like they weren't even paying attention to what they were doing. Second, um, Excalibur tried so hard, and I'm sure this was Tony Khan in his ear, um, to be the first one to announce that Billy Graham had passed. But they did it during a match while they were also trying to call the match. They should have just waited for the match to be over to make the announcement. Yep. Yeah, that just that feels like bad timing. Um, I mean, it can be easy to get lost in the moment sometimes as a commentator. Um, but I've never like lost focus when I start laughing about something else while the beat down happening in the ring, for example. It, it, it made it so there was zero stakes. I was like, well, if yeah. if Tony's having a laugh about this, then uh, I bet FTR is going to be fine. So those are my bad cop moments for the week. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, I, Sam, I I got a bit Sammy Guevara. Uh, in terms of promo, he has lost. He's got he's got lost all the steam. Unfortunately, the only thing he's got going for him is he's got a he's got he's got a a, a set of abs that could rival Finn. That's about it. Hmm. All right. What you got for us, Matt? Right. Okay. Um, Raka Khan. Uh, what, what? Sorry. Raka Khan, as in the former TNA wrestler, Graham. Um, she's suing people. I'm pretty sure she's suing people. Um, she's suing people for kidnap attempt, for, for attempted kidnap. Um, I'd, I'd like to say that the uh, the suit is 46 pages long, and no, I'm not going to cover all 46 pages, Graham, for obvious reasons. That'll, However, be, in, that'll, be, in our, that'll be in our YouTube video later. 
However, Graham, I would like to name just a small sampling of the people who are listed as defendants, okay? Small sampling. The state of Texas. Bang. <laughs> that's, that's the first one. What? Okay. El, uh, I, I'm just getting started here. The El Paso Child Protective Services, the FBI, the Las Cruces, the New Pet Mexico Police Department, the NYPD, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, the New York ACS, Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, The Miz and Maurice, Nikki Bella, Chris Benoit, Mark Jindrak, Panda Energy, now defunct, coming out on TNA, Home Depot, Florida Champions Wrestling, also now defunct, the NWA, Billy Corgan, um, Deep South Wrestling, now defunct, Bank of America, Michael Jordan, Mick Foley, um, Jim Cornette, New York City um, Area Energy Company, Con Edison. And that is just a small sampling of she's suing. I think Chris Benoit's defunct as well. The first time I've mentioned his name on this podcast, Graham, ever. Yeah. But it was for legal wow. reasons. And that's 46 pages, Graham, most of which is the people she's suing, and some of them are listed more than once. What judge put this stuff... I'm aware of... This is, this is, now, when I first read this, it's like Disney have... Act, obviously, it was a clickbait article, but I thought, well, there's got to be some base behind this. So I'm gonna, I did a little digging into where the base is from, and she legitimately has taken it to court... A judge has sent this to trial. Legitimately, she's paid the, the fees for it to go to, for it to go to trial. So, so the judges are like, fine. None one has been issued, has been charged with this. It's going to get thrown out. It's a bad cop moment because I'm thinking like, we need it. We need to point a laugh at her. And for once, I want a bad cop moment that was not going to be so, so bad. This is why when you have a cup of coffee, it has to say warning contains hot product on it. Oh, my God. This goes far beyond I poured hot coffee on myself because I'm a dumb bitch. <laughs> Do you know that, that that thing on the side of the McDonald's cup, for people who aren't aware of this, okay, it says contents hot. Do you know women who sued McDonald's and won? Mm-hmm. won 20, for about $25 million. Mm-hmm. Do you know where it was when it, when it burned her, Graham? Uh, I don't remember that part. It was between her legs. Between mm-hmm. her legs as she left the drive through window. Okay. So she put it between her legs and then drove off. Yeah. Good job. What do you mean and I got to drink won. this coffee hot? And she won she because win. it wasn't marked as being hot. It's, some of those are just stupid. Like um, the ones I remember from a comedy show. I want to say it's Bill Engvall, but I might be wrong. Um, like um, a plant that you can buy at the store and it says do not eat. Uh, curling tongs, which say "Do not insert into any orifice." I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ! Like, how stupid do you have to? I am, Graham. I guarantee you, give a man enough enough weed, he'll do anything after half an hour. Hey, what? Boy, what? <laughs> hey, can I get sometimes not even weed, Graham? Sometimes um, a large fry and <laughs> oh man, a McFlurry. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, Graham, sometimes man will just say, like, I could fit that over there. Happens all the time. I've seen so many, I've seen so many 911 emergency videos, Graham, on Facebook and on YouTube where someone has tried, has found a torsion wrench and enough said. 
Okay, yeah, moving on. Um, I'm going to not actually do my main bad cop moment. I'm going to just do my uh, speed cop as my main cop instead. Um, three weeks late, um, but Sol Rooker um, sidelined with a torn ACL. I kept forgetting to mention that one. Uh, WWE ran an injury angle before NXT was attacked, um, and before NXT, sorry, where Rooker was attacked by an unknown assailant outside WWE Performance Center. Once again, I'm, I'm bad that um, Sol Rooker's injured. I've been really bad at watching Level Up this year as well, and I've been terrible watching nxt as well i didn't know level uh, but, up was still on oh isn't it i thought it was um but sol rook is definitely one of those people who was definitely um always entertaining whenever she's in the ring um just that reminder that the i'm gonna say these people constantly on a weekly basis put their bodies on the line and sometimes things go um astray and uh tony deppen as well you mentioned gcw earlier ryan mm -hmm. uh, broke his arm at the i think it was i'm yeah, not sure if it was real this bad weekend or last weekend um, but yeah, so just another case of a wrestler who's yeah, not going to be able to wrestle for a while. Probably a little different different for Sol Rooker, but I know Tony Depp and I saw that there was um, a shirt out to try and raise some money for him because obviously he won't be able to wrestle, which is his main income source, I'm assuming. So yeah, just um, just a whole thing, a whole host of just wrestlers who we would like to see more of, but unfortunately we cannot right now just because of injuries. But that reminder that um, things can go badly quickly in um, in that industry. This is so true. Level Up is still going on. Uh, I did Google it just in case. And the first thing it gives you is what is the point of NXT Level Up? <laughs> I like Level Up. That's the first question. It's developmental for developmental. Come on. <laughs> I don't find it that. I've of it in about four weeks. It's awesome. It's a great oh, yeah. show. Oh, well, I think it's a great show. Yeah, My I hope it was. I started to watch it live, and then it screwed up me watching it on Peacock because they show the shows from about three weeks prior, and then the stories stopped making sense. And then I stopped watching, and then now I just can't figure out: do I watch it live after SmackDown, or do I just watch it on Peacock when it's available? So yeah, I, I need some consistency. But I, I personally like Level Up. I think it's fine. Are you anything else for Tron? Um, but that might just be probably because I'm uh, an indie mark, so I don't know. Um, yeah, ninety seconds, Ryan. If there's anything else you want to throw in, I, I got I got nothing. I'm uh, my bad cop moment uh, for the speed is that something we've talked about a hundred times. Uh, too many people are negative, and then they go on Twitter and say how they're sick of all the negativity, and then post something super negative twenty seconds later. And it makes me not want to talk to them. I have unfollowed, blocked, or muted probably about 40 or 50 people over the past couple of weeks. Mutuals. And it might get me heat, but it's people who I know who have been on this show, people who have listened, people who listen to the show. Stop being so goddamn negative. Period. If you can't enjoy something, just stop talking about it. You're a piece of shit. Done. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, uh, to the point. It's on point. All right, Matt, what you got? Couple of bits. Um, Ronda Rousey returning on One Night Raw with Shayna Baszler to attack, and then falling on her ass. Ronda Rousey's kick, which which was the kick seen around the world, <laughs> and it, <was> the <laughs> it may actually be up there with Carmella's kick and how she won the championship back in 20, 2017. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't great. I mean, I like the idea of Ronda and Shayna versus Raquel. Don't get me wrong, I like the idea of that for sure. But uh, yeah, this was not good. Uh, or oh, equally not good is Karen Jarrett on AEW. She actually looks like a fucking drag queen. I mean, seriously, I have seen more convincing women in nightclubs in Soho 
Seriously. That is embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. I don't know what the fuck she's wearing. And on that note, I'm, I'm done, Grand. I'm going to use the last few seconds to say that uh, I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race and I actually generally thought Michelle Visage was a drag queen. And um, I've, I've kept... And, I mentioned that once, and Chris couldn't believe it. I didn't actually know she was actually just a singer and a girl band at one point. <laughs> I didn't know. I assumed they were all drag queens on the show. I only have eight seconds, but this is plenty enough. Uh, Bishop, stop being a dick. All right, let's get on to Devil's Advocate round. Good! Bad! Sisters, brothers, non-binary others, welcome to the Devil's Advocate round of the Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling podcast. This with myself and Graham, and our guest this week, who is Ryan, a.k.a. Vanishko, a.k.a. the OG Blade Job, a.k.a. the man who everybody should be paying more attention to because he's a wonderful, wonderful human being. Also a Hall of Famer. And the first ever Hall of Famer. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, thank you. Please, no longer, please, 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 but, please, everyone, everyone, please. No, no I'm sorry, no. But no, no but no longer the youngest Hall of Famer, of course. I've got Benjamin Button disease. I'm getting younger. No, you're no, no, I'm afraid of Mason the Jungle when you still, right? But unfortunately, <laughs> Mason's down in the Hall of Fame. So, um, in any case, yes, we are all here to throw down with advocates everyone with ridiculous things we do not believe in for 20 seconds. Ryan's an old hand at this, of course, and Graham has a question you want to mention. Um, well, I was going to ask because I certainly forgot to. Did you mention to Ryan the fact that we have a wrestling one and a non wrestling one now? I have not mentioned that. Why would I you booked the guest? So he already has a couple to think of. He had one to think of off the top of his head, because I know he doesn't have anything prepared. Um, so now he has two to think. Well, he actually has four to think of. He has, well, uh, we do we we do tend to have wrestling and non-wrestling ones. So, Ryan, if you've got one, then it's great. T- tell you if what, not- tell you what. In 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 the the uh, uh, interest of time, I'll do a wrestling one to Matt. In a non-wrestling one, Jim. How about that? Oh no, I just wanted to speed through the other stuff so we could get to the Devil's Advocate. I didn't want to have to miss the Devil's Advocate. We got plenty of time for Devil's Advocate. Graham froze. Oh, no. oh, I thought it was you guys. Yeah, you, you froze. Why? Uh, no, there he goes. He's back. He's yeah, he froze. Um, well, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll shoot again. from the hip, as they say, and I'll figure it out yeah. as I go. Um, but just, just, uh, so I have some time to think about it. I would like to do my wrestling one first and then you guys can go and I can think. Mm -hmm. How about that? How about that? Um, okay. So Graham, I'm going to start with you. Oh, I thought I was getting the non-wrestling one. Since I'm, are we going to do that one? I thought you said you were doing the wrestling one. You said you have a wrestling one for Matt and then you said, I'm going to do it. I do have a wrestling one. Let's Graham, let's start with a non-wrestling one for you. Sure. Um, just because I don't care. Um, you need to understand that the Boston Red Sox have never really been a good baseball team and that both World Series wins in 04 and 07 were flukes. Well, absolutely. I would say, how can you qualify to be a good team when you don't win a world championship in 86 years? Like, you can't go from 1918 to 2004 uh, without winning anything and expect to be known as good. And also, the fact, not even if you're getting close just to losing such a disastrous style, like 1986 Mets, like, they're absolutely terrible and have been for a multitude of years. Well, you let me throw it. I didn't have to defend the current team, so, yeah, I can go with, I can defend that era where they didn't win anything, sure. 
They're actually better than uh, predicted this year. Also, well, I'm just gonna. They're still bottom of their division, but I still think that I think they have a chance to make the playoffs this year. Actually, which I did not think at the start of the year they would. Do you really? Do you really yeah. believe that? Yeah, I really. He, well, there's three he does. He does. There's three wild cards now. If you like, if you actually stack the AL East over the AL Central, it's actually in rank order. The bottom place. Uh, I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not sure if that's still true. Actually, but it's pretty close. Like the bottom of the AL East is almost as good as the top of the AL Central. Um, because the the Ross the uh, scheduling's changed this year. They don't beat up on each other quite as much. Every team plays every team this year, so that's going to really shake things up. A I haven't bit. watched baseball in years, so I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, it used to be the AL, AL East used to face each other probably like 20 times each a season, and then the remainder in 60 games or whatever it is would be against all the other teams. Now, they don't play each other, so they don't play the Red Sox, they don't play the Yankees like 20 times. It's probably, I don't know, 12, something like that. Uh, it's dramatically reduced, so they have a better chance of actually being able to qualify because they can beat up on some of those other teams. But yeah, I think they have an outside chance of making the playoffs. With that third wild, if it wasn't for the third wild card, I think that would be a little different, but they've improved the chances now of making it for sure. Uh, bonus bad cop moment. I had to watch a Jay White in the main event of Dynamite. Forgot about that one. Um, all right. Well, I guess it's time for a wrestling one. Now, Matt, I have something special planned for you. Okay. I'm going to tell you what my devil's advocate is, but you have the option to choose the mystery box instead. <laughs> If you choose the mystery box, you must do the mystery box. And the mystery box, I actually don't know how you're going to feel about it. So it could be no pain whatsoever. Or it could be super <laughs> offensive and piss you off. So I will tell you what my devil's advocate is. My devil's advocate is CM Punk should absolutely be the face of Collision and run a whole new brand so, uh, fully revolving around him for AEW. Where you can take the mystery box. Mystery box. Mystery box. <clears throat> Matt Riddle is the greatest of all Matts, and he should be the spokesman for Matts across the world. Are you kidding me? This is something which I can fully get behind. Have you ever have you ever hung out with this guy? Bro, hello, Randy. I can do all that. I can follow in his footsteps in a lot of ways, not always, of course. But I, I can ride a scooter like he can as well. He is a perfect spokesperson for all of us. He speaks for us all, particularly myself. Um... So, fun story. I have actually hung out with Matt Riddle. And I, in fact, have uh, done substances that are 100% legal in the state of Massachusetts with Matt Riddle. He's actually a pretty nice guy. I'm sure. I could imagine that. Yeah, I mean... So, so Matt... He's kind of passed from behind him, thank goodness. I, I actually... I searched your entire Twitter history, seeing if you ever said anything positive or negative about <laughs> Matt Riddle. You have never typed the words Riddle in your Twitter history. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever... I don't... Matt Riddle's gonna... Eh. I'm surprised by that because I'm sure it would have picked up you talking about eating McGriddles. Like, nope. You, you, I will, I've never had a McGriddle. breakfast. That was like a I specifically, I specifically had a searched for oh, the I word riddle. Not didn't get mentioned anywhere. Wow. No, I, I, I specifically chose um, tweets with the word riddle, not tweets including the word riddle. So I wanted specifically riddle as one word, not riddle as part of a word. <laughs> Fair enough. Ah, okay, okay. But yeah, no, I did my research for this one. 
Aren't you proud of me? You <laughs> actually asked me what's Matt's opinion on Matt Riddle. I was like, I did. I no idea, to be honest. I have literally no idea. It's because it doesn't exist. It, it yeah, just it, it wasn't there. Last time someone asked Graham's advice for something, because my brother tried to find a pranks do on my stag do. <laughs> At which I end up with 15 shots and a bowl of ice cream and a bowl of beans to eat together. And that was not a pretty picture. It sounds horrible. There is video proof as well. All right, Matt. I believe we're trading while Ryan gets his thinking cap on. So right. I'll give you your wrestling one first. Bring it. You're going to go back to back. Bit of a softball this week. Um, I should have done. I forgot about this last week, and I didn't mention it. So I was like, "That's fine. I can use this as a DA this week." Uh, nobody was more disappointed that Jackson Riker announced his retirement than me. I was extremely disappointed, Graham, because I wanted to go to his last match, Graham, so I could so I could tell him that no one's going to miss him. Graham, I wanted to be there, front row, front row centre, and just hold up a big sign saying, you were irrelevant your entire career, okay? You were not, you weren't even the best person in your family, let alone the best person in your wrestling stable. Time. Uh, yeah, that was um, a story that I saw, but it was a pretty easy one. But, it was. Yeah, it didn't it didn't come up on the. It didn't come up at all in Bad Cop, so I thought I'll just mention. Right, rest of one for you then, Graham. Okay, okay. <clears throat> commentators should always reference old gimmicks. Well, obviously you can have. It's like an inside joke that you can have then with the true fans. So people who don't know what you're talking about, then it doesn't matter anyway because they'll just assume it's part of the actual commentary itself. So as an example for this one, if you're talking about matches with Damian Priest, you'd obviously want to mention things about the punishment that they're taking in reference to Punishment Martinez, and then people who are little marks can feel a little bit cleverer for knowing the basic information. I think that might have been a, a reference to uh, the uh, uh, my bad bad speech check moment there. Possibly. It was a little bit, yes. Fuck you, Bishop. That might come up this week. Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll call him out, Bishop. I'm ready for you, buddy. Come over here. I will actually kick your ass. See, I, I, it wasn't a, a lazy take. I just hadn't noticed it. I, I yeah. honestly hadn't noticed it. And I put, I even put unsure cop moment. I wasn't trying to claim that. Yeah. I was I'm shooting from the hip here. I'm right. shooting from the hip. I'll meet you in a street fight. <laughs> but hey, that's the way it goes. All right, right. do you want to do a non-wrestling one? Give me a non-wrestling one then, Graham, yeah. Um, oh, there we go, of course. Um, there is no better start to a day than a bowl of pasta and using that same water to make a hot beverage. When you think about it, Graham, that is something that needs to be done more often. Think about the carbs you get included in that, in that Graham. You'd want to be able to make, make you get more carbs in your diet. I, I never get enough in there, Graham, to be fair. I mean, I get a fry every morning. At work, I cook the damn thing. Of course, I do. So, I but I don't get the carbs in because I don't have enough. I don't have uh, the for reason. I put the stopwatch on, so it was counting upwards rather than the. I don't know what I clicked. I must have clicked the stopwatch instead of the timer by accident. I was like, I hope that doesn't throw him off. But there were some people who actually said that pasta. I think Dan Griffin mentioned that pasta should be part of breaks. In fact, I think our guest today even backed him up as well a little bit. You don't have. You do not have pasta for breakfast unless you are. A college student. Why? Because you're my mother's coming. I'm gonna bum out for my mother's better come out because that's what poor people have. <laughs> yeah. I don't think poor people have pasta for breakfast. It's 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 probably cheaper to buy some potatoes and make some hash browns. Oh, yeah. So how am I poor? Because I can afford uh pasta and sauce. Anyway, and moving on. Vegetables. Moving on. Moving Seasoning. on. Moving on, Graham, your non-wrestling one for me. Oh, of course, yeah. 
is because you because you've taken the one I was gonna make you do. <laughs> I did wonder if you might use that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I can give you one. I hope you'd be watching my Twitter, Graham. <laughs> the RMT Union is a good thing, and I fully support their strike action. All right, so RMT, I have no idea what that is, so i got to guess. So it's obviously the Royal Marines Training Corps. So, yeah, obviously, why wouldn't you support somebody like that? You're obviously patriotic, and, um, yeah, they're obviously not getting the respect they deserve. Nobody's getting the pay they deserve right now. The country's an absolute mess. So unless you want something to do, and what's the British way of doing it? You strike. So, absolutely, I'm 100% behind the RMT as well. The, well, the real, not seen it at all. Not seen it the, at all. So no the idea. Real maritime... Transport Union is striking on the 2nd of June again. Well, Maritime and Marine was pretty close. Uh, you did actually mention last week that there was another train strike, but I couldn't figure yeah, out. But the train strike was happening on the Saturday, so we extended it to the Friday as well, which is oh, a oh. day. So I went on Twitter yesterday and told them they can all go fuck themselves. <laughs> and I addressed it, and I said, I said hashtag cancel trains. <laughs> they're getting paid four times my fucking wage. Get in the cunting bin. Oh, oh, geez. I don't think we had. Oh, we. Well, you didn't bleep it last week, so I'm not bleeping it either. Fuck it. it in there. Uh, Ryan, are you ready for a? Uh, are you ready for any devil's advocates from us at all? Uh, sure. Um, Graham, can I go first? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Why not? Go on your wrestling or non-wrestling one. Hmm, surprise me. Okay, your non-wrestling, your wrestling one, I'll give you that one first. Um, Jay White and CM Punk on commentary for Collision would have me tune in. Oh, absolutely. I would tune in every single Saturday. I'd have bells on. I would make a whole WrestleMania party out of every Saturday night at Collision just to listen to the soothing sound of Philip Brooks berating the piece of shit New Zealander, Jay White. I'll do it. I'll do it for time. Yep. So I, I also went through your, as I always do, I always go through the social media because it's a good thing, but I also did that maybe four minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, give me a reason to turn into it. I'm like, got it. That's the reason why you're turning for it. Nah. I've seen a lot of people bringing up, like, uh, oh, should they bring in Morrow? Absolutely, they should bring in Morrow. Absolutely, fucking lootly, man. I would, I would watch Collision religiously if Morrow was on commentary. I'd watch you. Marin, Mar Mar I would watch. Oh, I'm trying to think of something. Trying to think of something I'd never watch. I'd watch baseball with Morrow commentating on it. Oh hell yeah, he's got energy to him. You know what? Honestly, I I, I think we're we're missing a great opportunity. I want to see Morrow, Cole, and Pat McAfee as a three man team. It would be chaos, and it would be wonderful. That's the sort of chaos Triple H would book, could book as well. Yeah. Right. Anyways. All right, Ryan. Good one, uh, Matt. Thank you. The one I have for you, it's kind of reliant on because we can't see you right now. It's kind of reliant on you still having a beard. I'm sure you do, right? Oh, of course. The beard okay. will never go away. The long beard is gone, but the regular beard is still All there. Right. Well, that, that, that's what I figured. All right, so your devil's advocate from me, then, is I am seriously considering shaving my beard off and replacing it with what Dwayne Johnson's beard was in Hercules, namely Yak's testicle hair. I, I, You know, I've been thinking about it for years. Ever since I was a young boy, all I wanted was Yak's testicle hair. 
on my face. Um, but really the main reason I want to shave it is so that I can look like Graham, like a complete tool. <laughs> uh, time. Um, that was a bizarre fact that I saw on Uber Facts this week, um, which was very fortunate because I knew Matt would know the Hercules side of it. Um, you would know, definitely know who Dwayne Johnson is. And um, it just seems so ridiculous that, um, yeah, I had to fit it in somewhere into the show. It's not current. Not that that normally worries me, me and my moment. Yeah. Seems a rather poor choice, rather an interesting choice. Um, we need you to wear, um, we need you to have a beard for this film, um, but we're going to use Yak's testicle hair. Like, I, I'd love to know how that meeting kind of got put together. It doesn't make any sense to me, but hey, I guess. Uh, we'll... They probably just watched the Jackass movie where they put a bunch of pubes on, uh, what's his name? Oh, Matt, no. Dang Danger Aaron's face. Oh, and then be. And he had to pretend to be a terrorist. Uh, it was quite funny, and then Jay Shran Jaskar like threatened to kill him and stuff. And he didn't know the pubes were after the skit either. Yeah, that 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 was the best part. Is the, the the rib was the fact that they glued pubes to his face, not the fact that he was thought he was going to be murdered. That's what makes it even funnier to me. <laughs> I would like to just at this point check my husband's not looking over my shoulder. Uh, uh oh. I've never seen Hercules yet. The music's my favorite. <gasps> Matthew Lewis. Oh my gosh, that's a one hell of an announcement. I, didn't I love the music for it, but I've just never got around to watching it. I oh dare say I will at some point. Oh my god. Um, do you have your other devil's advocate for Ryan while he's on a roll? Oh yes, it's your, right. your non-wrestling one, Ryan. I'm particularly proud of this one. The new Seven Dust song isn't a patch on their cover of Break the Walls Down. I mean, anytime you cover the great, the generational talent that is Chris Jericho, that's instantly going to become the greatest song you've ever written. I also have a geriatric cat screaming at me right now, so I'm going to have to cut this one short for one second. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you were using a cat in the devil's advocate in the first. <laughs> and Heel Cat's been in many. Yeah, Heel Cat's outside right now because it's kind of it's kind of nice. She's uh, getting a little bit of sun in right now, so and yeah, she so, would interrupt the recording as well. So there was a yeah for, for context, Graham. You won't know this, but um, Seven Dust of uh, the band covered uh, "Break the Walls Down" Chris Jericho's theme song back in two thousand and two. It's great not cover. Good. It's, it's amazing not, cover. It's not good. No. And and generally, honestly, most of the bands who WWE got to do that, um, most of them weren't good. Um, it's what happens when you have a musician play a song that they didn't write in their style. It typically does not go well. Yeah, Drowning Pool during Triple H. Triple H, that wasn't too bad. Uh, um, I, I will say the one that I liked was Finger Eleven's uh, Kane okay. song. Yeah, Kane's, um, Kane's song for years was Finger Eleven. It was great. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, I don't even overly hate Disturbed's Austin theme song. You can't get it anywhere now. Corporate claim everywhere. Yeah, but, you know, it wasn't terrible. Um, but, I mean, his song was so iconic that it didn't need it. Yeah. I should prefer going back to the old version because that's the version that he used, Graham. He used to use it after he came back to, um, after he got his injury. Uh, ironic thing is, is that when they released it on the album, he'd gone back to his old theme song again. So it was all outdated at that point. Mm -hmm. The ironic thing about that. 
So there you go. Right. I got one. I got my non-wrestling uh, related one for you as well, Ryan. Um, I could actually just be a fairly simple one, but it's going to go into a little bit more detail. Oh, um, cool. It could easily just be self-checkout machines. But I did see a story relating to them that I found mind-blowing, so I'm going to ask you to defend this. Um, Self-checkout machines are now asking for tips after you've used them uh, so you don't have to deal with a real person. I'd like you to defend that idea. Absolutely. If there's one thing that I stand behind is we need to start being nicer to our robot overlords. Someday they will be in charge. And you know what? The person who kicks their Roomba is going to be the first one to get, you know, mutilated for battery acid. I'll have it in Congress this week. I wouldn't be surprised. It it just seemed an absolute bizarre thing that you're you're doing the job that someone else is supposed to be paid for. And then you're asking for a tip. Like, what's the tip going toward? Like, it just didn't make any sense. It I, was... I often get asked if I want to donate to charity. It wasn't for that. It wasn't for that. And it, that was one of the things. People saying they were unsure about where the money was going. Um, but, yeah, it just... Yeah, it, I'm getting tired of that uh, tip thing. I, I have Actually, I have no shame now on some of those. Just like, Before, it was like, oh, my British side was like, no, nah, i got to put mm. something. Now I have no shame putting zero. Um, you you flicked it around and do anything, forget it. I'm not tipping Talking out. about AI and things like that, Graham, um, oh. the balance this week, obviously, it needs to be properly regulated, make sure that Skynet doesn't happen, basically, uh, which is accurate. To be fair, be fair we've, we've, we've had the warning, it's fine. Um, I saw a friend of mine um, from England qu uh, post a, a clip from the film um, 2001 A Space Odyssey, and it, show, it shows them, it says it was amazing for its time, it predicted that people in the future would be looking at flat rectangular screens, and then they would be taken over and murdered by AI. It's like, oh god. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. sorry, Graham, I'm afraid I can't do that. Oh, you can't do what? The, the, no, no, Graham, that's the line from a, from a film, that's, he's, he how says that ah. to Oh, of course. I'm coming, Dave. I cannot do that. No, it's yeah, it's well, hard. Chat, chat GPT. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to use it at any point. It actually is, you know, if this is the level of, of AI, we're gonna have to worry about. Seriously, we're gonna have to worry about. It can't even run a D and D campaign. And trust me, I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing it can do, and I know it because I have. I just say I've I know some people who have done this. Uh, it can write a very good porn script. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to let you two do some devil's advocates for a minute because I need to preheat the oven. But we're I'm done, Graham. I don't want to go. I don't want to break kayfabe too much. But go ahead, you guys. Okay, Ryan. I'm sorry. I just spaced out. What? Wait, well, well, Graham just said we're doing devil's advocates. I think we're all done, aren't we? So, Devil's Advocate. Yeah. Do you have one for me? Yeah, I think I just got blocked by someone. That's my Devil's Advocate. Why, why, why do people block me? People block you, Ryan, because you have opinions, and everyone doesn't like your opinion about something. And that's what people, and that's what a block button is for. And to be fair, that's, that's fine. I mean, sometimes you just unfollow someone, but blocking is more than fine. It's true. I got I got blocked because I posted a uh, tweet to promote someone, um, someone who is a close friend of mine, and then I made a joke about it yeah. to a person who commented under it, and now I'm blocked. Oh, well, bad loss. 
Pretty much. Pretty much. Anyways, uh, Graham, what am I supposed to be doing? Uh, you got a non-wrestling devil's advocate for me? Yeah, that was about the Red Sox. Oh, that was it. We are all done, Graham. Oh, we're already done? Oh, okay. I lost track. Apparently, you did. So, make sure to follow me on... I'm sorry. Follow me on Twitter at the Matt Attack UK. <laughs> um, also, uh, follow Podfather Mags because I miss him terribly uh, from the Twitter circle. I understand that he needs to focus on himself, and I'm happy that he's still doing things with Sai. I really, really enjoy the work that they do uh, with Chain Wrestling um, and the other show that I'm blanking on right now. I feel like there's another one that Mags is on. Sai has many other shows, uh, but Mag only on Chain Wrestling. Really? Is he only on Chain? I, I could have sworn he was on another one. Anyways, um, I send my deepest love to them both um no offense to Cy, but especially to mags just because we don't talk like we used to and also keep an eye out this is probably promoting way way in the future uh but sometime in the fall season two i believe you have an appearance on a good card bad card our sister podcast i can't remember what we're talking about some i don't know some role play game or something i don't know I have the cards. I don't even remember what they are. Yeah, I, I appear on shows sometimes, and I talk about things. Um, Final Fantasy is that what I? It is about? Final Fantasy, the trading card game. Yeah, they didn't arrive in time because we were originally going to talk about that first, and then you said, "Well, I have other stuff," so I was like, "Well, let's just do that" because it was a bit of a deadline. But, oh, you yeah. make my head hurt. Why? Because you disregard Final Fantasy as if it's just something. Final Fantasy is a way of life, Graham. It's true, it is. You know that the point of the show is I don't have a clue that I get educated by talking to the people. That's the whole point. Uh, don't worry, I'm Matt. So I'm I'm not just going to educate him on the card game. I'm. This is going to be a franchise discussion. Oh, I'm please go talking until his head explodes. Please go deep on fire. This practice. will be what is the longest good card, bad card episode? Oh, yours uh, not, a long not, not mine. Even, like two hours, wasn't it? Not All mine. Right. Not I'm going mine. for three. So make sure whenever yeah. we record that, you have nothing to do afterwards because I will go and go and go. Because this episode has been brought to you by Blue Chew. <laughs> hey. That's a throwback. You want to keep going, go and go. Um, speaking of Mick Foley's podcast, I love him and Conrad's transition to the Blue Chew uh promotion because uh conrad refers to it as it's like a hot tag for your wiener and i think that's the greatest thing i've ever heard yeah as an image i could have died quite happily without it looks like you're looking for something matt yeah i'm just compounded for double checking um niche guy is the longest by by 40 minutes hell yeah oh Kill yeah me it was you for for a while but then yeah i don't even remember i don't I was, I was, I was not the longest, Graham. Dan Griffin was longer than me. Oh, really? Okay, all right. Well, officially, he was officially with the same time, but oh. you cut a lot out for him. Um, I did. Oh, you say you did? I don't remember that. Anyway, we're we're digressing here. We Graham <laughs> could go pick up a very grumpy nine-year-old probably right now. <laughs> And uh-huh. explain explain to a, a woman who's in charge of a soft play area why he's still there. Uh-huh. We'll be back next week, guys, with Jackson Arrow. We're back. We're out of here. What? Where did that come from? You, you just dropped that on me, Cole. I didn't know that.
holy crap, so we're going to have guests four weeks in a row, and oh my god, no disrespect to Ryan, but that's one hell of a guest right there. Who was your guest? <laughs> it's the week after, Graham. <laughs> but I'm like, what is this? Just like, basically, just like, throw you off. Music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash. Okay, guys, we're back here for fan cop moments. Um, just me reading them this week, but it's okay. It's all good. Okay, we are going to start with our our Scottish friend in Kent, um, Scottish Danny, Scottish Trekalo on Twitter. A good cop. Uh, Scott Hall on commentary on the twenty third of September, nineteen ninety six, Nitro, just beyond hilarious. As always, there, Danny, keeping right up to date with your content. Uh, and bad cop superstar Billy Graham. Indeed, as I mentioned earlier, um, Superstar Billy Graham, may he rest in peace, of course. Um, next up, we have a Midwest Wrestling Roundup podcast. Um, Midwest Wrestling Roundup good cop moment is at Showtime341 and um, Tom uh, are set to have a great conversation for Midwest Wrestling legend Jason Dukes. Been a long time coming and soaked for it. Can't wait to hear it, mate. Cannot wait to hear it. At Witticisms of Ben. Good comment. I am one of visuals and seeing Finn Balor scout JD McDonough was a great shot. Indeed, and it actually wasn't side onto a camera either, so that's good. Um, bet, um, bad cop moment. For some reason, I decided I was going to get a, a t shirt off of doing a Eurojob. That quickly changed what I thought was £13 postage now. Yeah, postage is a kid at the moment. Need me jumping on and when they're saying free, free postage on on all orders. Uh, which usually happens during pay-per-views. Just a little heads up for people who are looking to order from Euroshop. Uh, just in time, 2111. Uh, best cop, the elite, coming back together and facing the Blackpool Combat Club in anarchy in the arena at double or nothing. Should be a good match for sure. Worst cop, WWE's product continuing to feel increasingly stale. Um, I'm I'm enjoying it, I'll be honest. So we may be a bit different in my opinion there, Justin. Sorry, buddy. Um, at Total Stevo, um, I was on his show by the way last week. It's well worth checking out. Go and have a listen to it on all podcasting platforms. Uh, good cop, despite being a couple of weeks late, Burnley going up as champions of the Premier League. Indeed, at the first attempt, Burnley are back in the Premier League. Um, yeah, so well done to them and Vincent Company. Uh, back up, seeing Wilson last night score an assist in the last five minutes of the Newcastle game, ruining my FPL season. Happens all the time, but unfortunately, we can only wish sometimes that our fantasy leagues actually turned out alright. Uh, at Dan Griffin 21, uh, good comment. I watched a shed load of Shawn Michaels matches this week for an upcoming UTT and bloody hell was he fantastic. 
Well, to be fair, we mentioned earlier about Shawn Michaels carrying uh, Ric Flair in um, Ric Flair's final match, so it's not a shocker that Shawn Michaels was uh, fantastic. Uh, bad cop moment. The above meant that I had to finally watch that DX vs. Brothers of Destruction tag team match from Crown Jewel for the first time. Yeah, that is definitely a low point in Shawn Michaels and Triple H's career. And Kane and Taker, for that matter, it was not good all round. Uh, high five, Tom. Good cop moment. Have watched every match of New Japan's Best of Super Juniors and loved every minute. So nice to be back to watching some current wrestling. Thank you, Brainmaster Boys, for hooking me up and making sure to listen to the Phoenix Flash pod for in-depth um, Best of Super Juniors coverage. Absolutely, Phoenix Flash is a great listen right here on VGM. Uh, well worth your time, for sure. Uh, at to take podcast, uh, Bishop uh, says his best component is Marcus Burnett. He just wanted to retire. And the worst cop is Mike Lowry, who shot Marcus in the butt cheek, and many other reasons. That's more than fair, I feel. Um, at UGT Rob, good cop moment. Update of editing and podcast notes. I do not know what that feels like, I'll be brutally honest. Uh, WTF comment, whatever is happening with CM Punk and AW this week. Just bizarre. Just bizarre, is what I would say. Um, bad cop moment. I procrastinated about buying a book on Amazon for £5 about Kit Kalon. A 40 verse letter from Keeley. It's sold out and only on eBay for £60. Oof, that's a, that's a big, big, big blow. Um, well, yeah, what of Mags? See if his lordship can help you out on that side of things. Um... At Heel Cherry Jerry, best cop moment. My pink Mighty Morphin Power Ranger cosplay is a success. Looking great, Jerry. I'm seeing I'm seeing the uh, the small video clip uh, below your comment. You look great. You're absolutely great. Worst cop moment, there's still no Voltaire's V Legacy Johnny B Kids Meals. Um, that's def- I mean, this is why Greg wanted me to do the fan comments. He didn't want to talk about uh, Voltron and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is fine. And a new um, entry into the fan comments. Uh, at Simi41. Good comment. Brock with his Cody has been absolute money. Absolutely. We fully agree with that. Um, bad comment. Reigns not defending any of his titles at Checked Notes. Knight of Champions. Yeah, I'll be fine. To be honest, I'm surprised as well. But to be fair, I'd rather him be involved in this tag team title match than him defending his championship. Against someone who doesn't really deserve a title shot and it's being thrown one for no reason. So that is one way of looking, I suppose. Um, thank you to everybody for getting in touch with Fancom Moments and we look forward to um, hearing from you again next week.